You're listening to Podcasting Made Simple, where we deliver weekly masterclass episodes that help podcast hosts and podcast guests elevate their podcasting game. I am your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Today's episode features a conversation about the podcasting industry. Throughout this discussion, you'll learn what's changed and what to expect in the near future of podcasting, both for guests and for hosts. For the video version of this episode and for more podcast industry updates, please visit podpros.com slash 199. And now, please enjoy today's episode. Tom, thank you so much for being with us today with Pod Pros and Podcasting Made Simple. Really excited to have you on the show today. Thanks, Alex. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, for everyone who's tuning in, watching, listening at any point, I got to mention, Tom Rossi has been a just a mentor in my life, especially since I got into software, got into podcasting. He's a legend in both spaces. So it's been great to be able to have somebody just in my corner to help me out. So bringing Tom to this event for me is is huge. Like this is like a milestone for me. So uh, Tom, well, thanks. Yeah, appreciate you being here. We're both happen to be Jacksonville, Florida. Like yeah, Tom yeah. is the co-founder of Buzzsprout, which is a Jacksonville, Florida based company. And I'm co-founder of Pod Pros, which is also Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida. Tech Hub is what I always tell people. Just yeah. watch out for Jacksonville. Yeah. We're on the map. There's two of us. Technical Hub and the hub of podcasting. There you go. That's right. All <laughs> things podcasting. So if you want to be someone in the podcasting space as a guest or a host, you're going to have to move to right. Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> we have a great meetup, Jacksonville Podcasters Unite. Yes. Like, that's it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Actually, don't move to Jacksonville, Florida. I'm trying to buy some property closer to the beach, and <laughs> yeah. everyone keeps on moving here, and uh, I have not been able to find my chance yet, so we'll, we'll see. But uh, Tom, thanks again for being here. I really appreciate just your mentorship in my life along the way, and uh, I'm excited about the value you'll be able to add today. Great. Yeah, so the, the state of podcasting is what we're talking about today. So we're going to get into the past, present, and future of podcasting, and I just want to start by asking you personally... What was your history with podcasting? You can share kind of whatever you want here. The first time you listened to a show, first time you started a show, and we'll get into Buzzsprouts as well. But just for a couple seconds here, let's talk about kind of your history with it. Sure. My my history with um, podcasting was really around listening to church sermons. Um, you know, being able, I mean, in the old days, you would get like tapes or CDs. And, uh, you know, we had a product, a software product that we had built and we were working with um, a bunch of different churches and they are uh, notoriously non-technical people. And so for them to be able to get their content online is very difficult. And uh, we wanted to make it really simple. And Buzzsprout was really the product that came out of, I think we can build a really simple way for somebody who's not an audio engineer and they're not a technical person. They're not a coder. Um, they don't know what an RSS feed is. They don't know how to build an RSS feed. And that's really where it came from. And so my my background, that those were the first kind of podcasts that I listened to. But then as podcasting started to grow, I mean, there's, so, there's just so much good content out there. I, I, uh, I find myself looking more and more for authors people talk about oh this book or this author i just go look for their podcast yeah, <laughs> and too. listen to them it's like my shortcut uh because you can usually glean in in a couple episodes you can glean a lot of the content from the book it's pretty smart i like that that strategy i've taken that myself and and before i interview somebody i typically will go listen to them on other podcasts and um and yeah that, that's i that's the you, way i like you to can consume. get so much so, yeah, yeah you can just learn yeah. so much from it but i listen to tons of leadership podcasts um yeah um stuff like that like a lot of of personal growth type podcasts i think that really you know gets me motivated yeah i, I do the same you know I, i'm thinking about like the reason you mentioned that you started buzzsprout was to make a simple way for non-techie people if you will or audio techie people right to be able to actually get a podcast going and i 
I love the fact that you guys have held true to that vision since day one, because still to this day, when people ask me why I pay to use Buzzsprout, because I'm a paying customer, is because I just tell people, it's so simple. I have exactly what I want. And there's not a lot of like having to go to Google and figure out how the heck is someone like ever worked with Buzzsprout, right? And that's always been the thing that's attracted me to is it's simple. It's straight to the point. It's exactly what I want as a podcaster. So I love the fact that that's your guys past, but also what you continue to do today. So again, thanks for having such a great product. that's really serving a lot of podcasters out there. Thanks. Thanks. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It's been great to see so many people come into podcasting, right? We see people coming into podcasting that aren't like in the old days, it was a very technical thing. And so seeing people that, man, they're, they're, they just have a message that they want to get out to the world and they're passionate about it and making it simple. Like that's a really fulfilling purpose for a product. You know, it, it really is. And it, it leads me to want to talk to about like where you guys are taking things today. So Buzzsprout being one of the largest hosting providers, if not the largest, right? Like you guys are up there at the top of that list. So I want to talk about the present day of podcasting. So we talked a little bit about the past. We're going to get now into the present. And again, keeping in mind, our, our audience today is podcast guest and podcast host. So I want to make sure this is going to be valuable for both sides of the mic. But I want to talk about where you see podcasting right now. And to open up that conversation, because you guys have a lot of data, I want to ask how popular are podcasts right now? Are they, from a listener standpoint, are they becoming more popular, less popular, staying the same over years? Like, what are you all seeing right now with podcast consumption? Yeah, I mean... For those of us who have been around podcasting for a while, um, we remember saying things to to people like, oh, man, you should listen to this podcast. And they'd be like, a what? <laughs> and you'd have to explain what is a podcast. And then you'd have to, you know, take their phone and then show them because, of course, Apple put it right onto their phone already. Um, but, you know, that's changed a lot. That's changed a lot. I, I was just looking before we jumped on here at some of the stats from uh, Infinite Dial. Um, it's an Edison research project on on audio, listening to audio content. Podcasting is a piece of that. But one of the one of the stats that they released in their in their most recent study was that seventy nine percent of of people that they uh, polled were familiar with podcasting. Seventy nine percent. So that's almost eighty percent of the population knows what a podcast is. And I just remember when it was very few people that knew you know the the term at all. And so I think there's there's more and more people. You th- look at things like. Um, um, serial, I thought, was really the beginning of a, an explosion of people getting into podcasting because they wanted to listen to this thing called serial. And then there's like Saturday Night Live skits, you know, making fun of podcasting. And then you have uh, well, Only Murders in the Building now, where you've got Steve Martin and Martin Shore who are bringing in a whole other age group. You know, now my mom is talking to me about podcasts. And so I, th- I just think it's, uh, it's becoming more and more, pe- people are just more and more aware of it. And so it's great. It's great for podcasting. That is really good. You know, my, my grandfather is one who has still never figured out what it is. When he asks me what I do and I explain I work in podcasting, I finally got to the point where I dumbed it down to, all right, granddad, what I do is I basically run an AM or FM radio station. And his response to that was like, oh, what's, what's the station? I'll listen to it. And again, I appreciate his support, <laughs> but uh, not, not quite the case. That's when you just take his phone, you just take his phone, you start downloading yep. stuff. He's got a flip phone. He has, still has no way to access a podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, but it is interesting to hear mm. for everybody that is thinking about starting a podcast who has one, who is being a guest on them. That number has continued to climb. I mean, even when I first started podcasting, I, uh, and this wasn't forever ago, but even just before, let's say before 2020, it was closer to 50% of people, I believe, that had actually listened or heard a podcast. And that number has continued to climb. I think that's a very interesting thing to keep in mind because 
listenership continues to climb really aggressively. Um, with that, Tom, I wanted to add something to that. Where do people listen? I don't know if you guys have the research on that, but like, how are people listening? Like, it used to be exclusively iPhone. Now it seems to be any sort of smart device. But do we know where people listen to podca- podcasts? Like, when are we consuming them the most? Yeah, that's a good question because anybody, I mean, this is a common common thing that you hear when you talk to podcasters and they're asking, you know, how do I grow my audience? And it's figuring out where your people are and making sure that you are there. The main platforms that people use when they're listening to podcasts, the, the apps, the podcast listening apps that people are using is Apple and Spotify. And they kind of go back and forth and flip and flop over who's number one or two on the Buzzsprout platform. So across all of our podcasts, we look at our data and kind of roll it up to figure out, okay, what app is the most uh, popular for that month? But it would be wrong to think that that's going to be true for every podcast. So for example, younger podcasters, uh, if your audience is younger, there's a, there's a better chance that they're on Spotify because they might have not even started listening to podcasts uh, until they were already using Spotify, as opposed to people that have been listening for a long time, they're more likely, I think, to use other apps because they probably already figured out how they're going to listen, whether it's through Apple Podcasts or one of the other Apple apps that, that uh, you know, maybe they got frustrated with Apple Podcasts and went to something else, but they're still on their iPhone. Um, and so I think if you're a younger podcaster, there's a better chance that you might have a different demographic. You might have more Spotify listeners. I know uh, I've talked to a lot of podcasters who have way more Spotify listens than uh, Apple. And it's typically that's the reason is that the, the nature of their content, the nature of their audience lends itself more to one platform or the other. But one of the things that's exciting is that there's not one player that rules them all, right? There's not one. Um, like when you think about consuming video content, there's only one way. I mean, really, it, it comes down to YouTube and recently TikTok, right? And, and Instagram Reels is you know copying that. But it's still, if you're going to create long-form video content, it's going to be on YouTube. But with podcasting, we have tons of opportunity. There's tons of, of apps that are out there. So you have Apple, you have Spotify, but then you still have other ones like Podcast Addict and Overcast. And there's a great work being done by Podcasting 2.0 where we're coming up with new ways to expand what's possible with RSS feeds so that we can have even more innovative and creative players out there. And so there really are just a lot of different ways that people can consume them, uh, can, can listen to their podcast. And so I would encourage anybody who hosts a podcast, anybody who listens to podcasts, to explore some of those apps that are out there and then start talking to the people that are your audience and ask them, where are they listening? What are, what are the things that, that, that drive them? That's so smart. And, you know, I think from a, if I'm a podcast guest, I think it's important that I also ask the host what apps people are using, like how they're listening to the podcast. And I want to drill on the other side of this question. So you kind of talked about like where people are listening, how they're listening from, an, from a software perspective. Do we have data on where people are listening physically, like how they're listening physically? Are they in the car? Are they in the gym? Are they at home? Are they in front of a computer? Like, I don't know if that type of data really exists, but I'm always curious in that because me, as a podcast guest and host, I want to make content that works well for the person who's consuming it. If they're always in the gym, I don't want to be like, now write this down. You know, like, or if they're driving, especially, I don't want to be like, now write this down real quick. Like, I want to have something they can right. really remember, but I don't know if yeah. we have that sort of data at this point. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, for, for Buzzsprout, we, we have that data for our podcasts. Again, it's across the entire population. So it doesn't necessarily translate to every uh, podcast. Some podcasts might be different in, in, their, in their 
listenership, right? Who makes up their listeners. But for, for Buzzsprout, uh, 88% of our downloads are mobile. So in other words, they're on an Apple device or they're on an, uh, an Android. They're on some type of mobile device when they're listening to it. So going back to what you were saying, if you know, you're asking them to write something down, it might be a stretch. Um, it, it's 88% uh, mobile, only 6% on a computer, uh, 1% on a smart speaker, and smart TVs are like not even – like it's, it's less than 1%. But in terms of devices, and this is really interesting, devices, 68% are on an Apple iPhone. So 68% of all of our downloads are on Apple devices, 18% on Android phones. Now, again, I think this is heavily skewed because we have uh, tons of American podcasts right so again the the iphone is a really popular device in the us but not necessarily in other like south america or central america and so they're more likely to use an android device so depending on your listenership of who your audience is you may have a different breakdown but if we look across you know the the board at, at buzzsprout those are the kind of numbers that we see it's very interesting oh and there's also a uh, there, there's also some interesting statistics that came out of Infinite Dial, that, that uh, research that I was telling you about earlier. And they, they found that 62% of their weekly listeners – so these are listeners that listen uh, – you know, every, every week they're listening to a podcast. 62% of them listen at home. 17% of those weekly listeners most frequently listen in their car. So that's interesting. So even when they're listening in home, at home, they're using their mobile device. 17% of them are still in their cars when they're listening. So it's some good information to think about. Again, like you said, what are you asking your listener to do? <laughs> yeah, you know, and this kind of leads me to, a, to another point. Like because of, and I know we're sharing a lot of data here, but I, I want to also think about the duration or how long a single episode of a podcast is. Because if, again, people are listening on a commute or they're listening to the gym or listening at home, like depending on where that really skews for you, would depend like in my mind like really articulate how long an episode should be and on, on some of the players and stuff like that you can actually see the consumption rate like how far through somebody's going in an episode if you like look directly on apple uh, i think spotify has it now as well which are you know granted the two biggest if you will so it should be enough for you to kind of tell how that's working but what are your thoughts on how long an episode should be or, or what are you guys seeing as far as duration of a single episode and i don't know if you'll track completion but i just kind of want to get your expertise on that tom what you think about it Sure. I don't, I don't know if there's like a, I don't know that there's like an expert opinion. Like there's a, there's a, there's a number that I could say, oh, this will be the optimal length. I've heard, I've heard it said before. And I think it's true. It's like, how long can you not be boring? (laughs) (laughs) Well said. (laughs) How long can you not be boring? Because there's some podcasts that I listen to that are hour and a half long. Um, But there's other ones that I listen to that are 15, 20 minutes long. They cannot be boring for 20 minutes. But if that podcast was an hour and a half, it probably wouldn't make it. And so I think it's, it's, really, it's really difficult. We hear that question a lot. We share that information on the Buzzsprout uh, Global Stats page, um, which we can link to and, and provide. But what that does is it shows you how long people's episodes are. But it's not necessarily prescriptive. It's not saying, oh, you should do this. But it's just saying across Buzzsprout um, – you know, it's more than half of the episodes are less than 40 minutes. Um, and I think that that's probably a good thing, especially when you're, when you're starting off. It's probably a good thing to start 
<laughs> you know, with a shorter duration, again, because I think you'll have a better chance of not being boring um, while you're learning your craft, while you're honing your craft of what works and what doesn't work. Um, you probably want to start off maybe with a, with a, a lower bar. I, I went the opposite of this great advice that you're giving right now, Tom. I went longer oh, and then no. ended up going oh, no. shorter. <laughs> But I found out it's because I was boring, so I needed to make it shorter <laughs> to actually – I found my sweet spot being around like 25, 30 minutes. That's like as long as I can like be interesting to people, right? But I started off at almost 50 minutes, and I had to course correct on that. So what you're giving is great advice. Start off shorter, and if you're – again, dive in those analytics. I'm not saying like live by them every moment of every day, but take a look at it every quarter, every month, and just see, okay, people on average are finishing 70% of my episodes – and if your episode is the same all the way through and there's not some segment shift where people are leaving, then that's an indication that, you know what, maybe I should make it 30% shorter because maybe people would actually listen to 100% of it. That's exactly what I did with my show. I went from that 50 minutes down to about 30, and my completion rate went from 60-some-odd percent to 90, high 90s, which I was really happy with, and it mm-hmm. maintained at that level because that's the topic I was giving. Maybe it's not just me. It's also the topic I was sharing and where my listeners were, which happened to mostly be in the car. Um, by polling, I found that out. Most of them had an under 30 minute commute. So when I did an episode that was under 30 minutes, they listened to the whole thing. And so that, that's some, some data that once again, I'm not like a guy who's married to all the data, but I do think it's important to make sure that you're on the right course. And if you're a podcast guest, asking some of these questions is important. To me, what doesn't really matter is like how many total downloads a podcast has or how many people are listening to it. More so, how well do you know who is listening to it? And is that person who's listening the person that I can speak to as a guest? I think that when you know that really well and a host is really in tune with that, that's when you can make some magic together. At least that's my perspective on it, Tom. I, I think being able to articulate and, – and, and it's funny. I was just at a, a podcaster meetup last night, that Jacksonville uh, group, and I love asking this question and hearing how people answer it. But like how do you define success for your podcast? What keeps you going? Having that why d- defined in a way that you can articulate. So now when you have a guest on your show, you can tell them this is – this is why I do this podcast. This is what's important to me. This is how I measure success. And if the only measurement of success is the number of downloads, then gosh, that's, that, that might not be fulfilling enough to keep you going. Like podcasting is hard and it doesn't have, you're not successful overnight. You're not going to have whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, you're not going to just get it out of the gate. (laughs) And so it's something you're going to have to work for because anything that's worthwhile is going to require work. And so I think, um, articulating that and then, then going into those numbers, remembering what your why is. I'm not saying that numbers aren't important, but, uh, they're not the end all be all. They shouldn't, I don't think personally, I don't think they should be the end all. Um, I think it's more about what is, what is the, you know, what, why did you start the podcast? Um, you know, is it, is it to make a difference? Well, then it's stories about making a difference and, you know, things like that. If I can make a difference in one person's life, you know, that, that makes my whole podcast worthwhile. Well, great. That's articulate that, you know, be in touch with that whenever you're looking at those numbers and you're comparing yourself to, you know, other podcasters and you're like, oh, woe is me. Well, no, not really. Like, that's not what you got, got into it for. So. That's so well said. And, and I know that that global stats page that we'll be linking to is going to have average download numbers. We're not going to get in that today, um, just because you and I are both a firm believer that it's not really a primary indication well, of success. But that is there for people But to let look me at. say this. Go ahead. Let me say this. Yeah. The reason that we put it on there was because I actually think it's pretty encouraging. Okay. And so what we don't, we don't show the, the average number of downloads. What we show you is how many downloads an episode gets in the first seven days. So if you launch an episode in the first seven days, if you get more than 29 downloads, you're in the top 50% of all of our podcasts across everything in Buzzsprout. 
you're in the top 50% if you can just get 29 downloads. And that, that, I don't like sharing numbers that like suck the, you know, wind out of people's sails. That to me should be encouraging. Like that's a number you can reach, you know, you can get to 29. And, and once you've done that, you're now in the top 50% of all the podcasts out there, uh, in, uh, at least on the Buzzsprout platform. If you're getting more than 373, you're in the top 10%. So those numbers are, are out there and I think they can be encouraging. I know whenever I share it with people, they're always like, whoa, wait a minute, I didn't realize that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that. And it's interesting because you mentioned 29 putting in the top 50%. So you're like, that's it. But I, I, I always want to re-articulate the value of a podcast listener versus a like on social media. I am not here to dog social media. It has its place. But a, a, someone who watches something on like TikTok or any of those places, someone who likes something or comments is not as valuable as a podcast listener because a podcast listener is probably listening to you for 15 to 45 minutes. It's the same thing as somebody sitting in a seat listening to you. If I told you I had a room with 29 people behind me that wanted to hear you talk, that would be interesting to you seven days a week, 365 days a year. And so I always want to make sure people get that perspective. You're not like, oh, 29 people, that's it? No, 29 people is a lot. If that's a room full of people that yeah. want to listen to you, that you have that kind of influence with that will listen to your voice more than just a quick scroll and double tap, that's worth something. So I think it's really important that, I, that you share I think that. That is a huge, huge point that podcasters can miss, that it is so much more valuable to have a podcast listener than a Facebook like or even a YouTube view, right? Because what we what we found, you know, we create a ton of YouTube content and what we found is our YouTube engagement isn't nearly what we'll see on a uh, a podcast and on, on audio content. People will listen, like you said, you can get a 30-minute episode and people will listen to it for 30 minutes. Nobody watches, well, very few people watch 30 minutes of YouTube videos, right? And very, you're not going to get 30 minutes on, on a, on a, um, on a TikTok and uh, social media, people are just scrolling by. And so where else can you have the kind of impact where you could talk about something, a deep topic that you can have this long form content for 30 minutes and have somebody engaged with it? I, th I think that's absolutely right. That that is way more valuable than a lot of the other things that we're comparing it to. You know, last, last season I had Jasmine Starr on the podcast and she talked about this both from a guesting standpoint and being a host as well. She said all of her best leads, not the most leads, but the best leads come from podcasting because they've already broken that no like, and trust barrier. So she's already been able to do that because they've heard her for so long. They feel like I definitely know, like, and trust this person already. So something to keep in mind, like when you're being a guest on a podcast, you might not get... 30 leads from a podcast episode that only has 29 people listening, right? But what you might get from right. that 29 people is a few really good re leads that feel like they know you and are ready to work with you. So just something to keep in mind on the other side of the mic there. Um, Tom, before we move on to the future of podcasting, I have one more thing on this side of things. I always like to ask industry professionals like yourself, there's a lot of podcasts at a top line level. I'm not even going to share the number because it's in the millions and there's, it's all over the place. But there seems to be under 400,000 shows that are active right now. Why do you think so many people start a podcast and almost just as fast end up stopping? Like, do you have any perspective on this that you can help us understand? I think a couple, a couple things related to it, right? Some of them are, are uh, podcasts that people started and, they, you know, we say they pod faded, you know, they, they stopped, they, they gave up on, on podcasting. Uh, but I think a lot of people were just experimenting. And um, they're not, they just, they experimented and they decided they weren't going to do it. They recorded, hey man, just two bros talking about stuff. <laughs> and, you know, they recorded their two episodes right. and it never went anywhere. And that was all they did. 
Um, and so I, I think, especially during COVID, I mean, even Buzzsprout, we saw, a, you know, a massive increase in the number of, of podcasts that were being created. And I think a lot of that was uh, people experimenting to find out whether or not they wanted to, to get into this. And so, yeah, when you talk about how many podcasts, it's always a tricky question. How many podcasts are there? Because uh, how do you define that, right? Uh, how long did they have to have been podcasting? When was the last time they published an episode? And uh, like you said, there's we think probably about 400,000 active podcasts. Um, and I think it should be, again, encouraging to people that are considering getting into podcasting that there's tons of opportunity. There's tons of, uh, of basically listenership that's out there um, that, that you can reach. As more people get into podcasting, that means there's, o- there's only more. And so 400,000 is just not that many. It's really not. You know, the, the exciting thing to me is the rate of listenership is climbing faster than the rate of new shows that start and stay. So think about it. That means you as a guest or a host, you're going to have a lot of opportunities. This space continues to become more and more popular. And that's thanks to like, I guess we're almost mainstream media, but like mainstream media having TV shows about podcasting, right? That encourages yeah. more people to find us and listen to us. And I love that. That's, that's a good way to think of it is the, the rate of that shows are being created and the rate that we're growing in terms of listen, listeners, people that are coming into podcasting. I think there's another element too that as people, as people uh, get into podcasting, they're listening to more podcasts. Right. I don't know about you, but I listen to way more podcasts. I, I mean, I structure my days around listening to more, just like we used to do. I mean, we still do for TV, you know, like are there are certain shows that you're going to want to watch. There's certain podcasts that you're going to want to have time to, to download. And so I think there's, again, I just, it's a great time for podcasting. I think there's great opportunity to, to get out there. Tom, it really is. And I'm, I'm excited now to jump into the future of podcasting. I just really have one question for you here. I just like to hear where you and, and, Buzzsprout see this industry going? Like, what's the future of podcasting look like? If, if you've got any perspective that you can share with us that would kind of help us have this bigger picture of where we're all heading, that would be really helpful. And, and no pressure. That's a really easy question, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's, I can tell you that Buzzsprout, our perspective, what excited us at the beginning, what continues to get us motivated today is we want to help podcasters you know, we, we, we want to take the technology out of the way for them to be able to to do their podcast, right? We want to help them. And that's why we have a YouTube channel where we're trying to encourage them. So we want to see more and more um, people come into it and we want them to, we want to remove barriers. And uh, I think we're in a, I don't know about a precarious, we're in an interesting place. We're in an interesting place in podcasting where it's starting to garner attention from uh, people that want to own it or control it. And um, we will always be a voice for independent podcasting. It's where it's what our origins are. Um, we don't want to put up blocks for people. We don't want things to be exclusive. We want them to be open. And so open podcasting, I think, will be a big challenge in the next few years as uh, you know, the big boys kind of battle it out between you know Apple and Spotify and Amazon, and they're all trying to to be the place to listen to podcasts. And um, we're going to do everything that we can to keep competition <laughs> and make it keep it open, so that anybody who wants to start a podcast can start a podcast. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it, it'll be really interesting. I wish I could look five years into the future to see what podcasting is going to look at look like. I know we're going to see more people get into it, and we're going to have more listeners in it. We're going to have more. Um, we're going to have more listeners in it. We're going to have more podcasts that get created, and I think we're going to come up with new ways of doing podcasting as well. When you look at uh, 
a lot of the content that's out there is copying other content that's already been created. Well, there's tons of opportunity for innovation, for coming up with new ways to do podcasting. And so I'm, it's, it's, I think it's a really, really exciting time and one that will look back like we kind of do now to the glory days of, of the internet, right? Before YouTube owned video and it was kind of a mess and it was crazy out there and it was, you know, the Wild West. And we look back to the old days of the internet, there's just tons of, of, of examples like that, that now things are kind of settled. Well, they're not settled yet in podcasting. And so it's an exciting time to be in it. Man, I love that. And I'm right there with you, by the way, like indie podcasters on the guest and host side, that is who we're here to support. And I'm with you. We are in that fight to make sure that somebody doesn't end up owning podcasting. And I think there's actually a really an interesting fight that will come up, but I think that the indie podcasters and the way we have it open and free is going to continue to work. So I'm excited to be working alongside you with that. And Tom, thank you so, so much for your time today. This has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. As always, you're a mentor and friend to me. And I just really appreciate it. Thanks for being with the whole community today. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcasting Made Simple. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please share a screenshot or picture of yourself listening to it on social media. Be sure to tag us so we can follow you and also reshare it. Additionally, if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this as well, please send it their way. For show notes and resources from this episode, please visit podpros.com slash 199. Thank you again for listening and I'm looking forward to bringing you another Masterclass episode next week.